The opinions expressed on this podcast are not meant to be disseminated as medical advice. If you need additional clarification or have questions, consult a mental health professional in your area. Hello, and welcome to 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, the podcast where a comedy writer, that's me, and a psychologist, that's Steve, talk through your relationship issues and try to solve them in 10 minutes or less. How are you doing tonight, Steve? Well, I'm a bit, I'm, I'm, I've got a good yaw going, <laughs> if you were talking in aeronautical terms, but otherwise, I'm feeling spry and uh, only slightly off-center today, which is not bad for me. Well, that's, uh, that's good to hear. That's about as close to normal as you ever come. So let's go ahead and jump in here and take advantage of it while we can. All right, here's this week's question. Uh, I'm a college sophomore. Last semester, I met a guy I'm interested in during my marketing class when we were in a group project together. I enjoyed talking to him, and he seemed to enjoy talking to me. I messaged him in July to ask how his summer was. We both kept conver- the conversation going by asking the other a question at the end of each message, so I assumed he didn't mind talking to me. Eventually, he did end the conversation, but said we should definitely catch up when we got back on campus. After moving this semester, I asked him how his first weekend back was, and he said again that we should catch up, so we got lunch together. We didn't talk for almost two weeks after that, even though lunch went well. When I messaged him about getting lunch again, uh, we did, and I had a really great time because I felt feel comfortable around him, and we laughed a lot. He seemed genuinely interested in the conversation because he asked questions about me and things like the research lab I work in. But then when we were about to go our separate ways, he said we should catch up again in a few weeks. I was disappointed because I prefer to hang out more often. To try to encourage this, I messaged him about a week later, which was this past weekend, to wish him good luck at a conference and asked him to tell me how it went. He thanked me and said he would, but he hasn't responded since, even though the conference ended on Sunday and it's Tuesday. I don't understand why he seems to enjoy hanging out with me, but then he doesn't want to hang out very often, with no communication in between. Assuming he ever messages me back, is it worth trying to continue a relationship with him? I know he's probably not interested in me romantically, but I at least like to be friends uh, who see each other more often. How can I let him know I want to hang out more often? Is it even worth pursuing? He's a business major. I'm a psych major, so maybe he thinks uh, thinks of our friendship as more of a networking thing. All right, take it away, Steve. (laughs) Well, I'm glad that she came to the insight that it's probably not going in a romantic direction. Because, James, it's not going in a romantic direction. (laughs) And her her question is, why does he want to hang out with me? And she, look, she's 19, and so you and I are a little older. We have the benefit of some experience, and we're not emotionally entangled. So we have more of a 30,000-foot view of of the real estate here. That he's hanging out with her. What? Okay, so why is she a psych major would be my question. And the answer is probably because she enjoys talking to people and is a good listener. And she likes to reflect back things that stroke people's egos and make them feel like their problems can get aired out. He's basically getting a free pseudotherapy session every few weeks. And I think, what? of course, that's why he's probably wanting to hang out with her. If she wants to be friends... My suspicion, just given the amount of energy that she's put into trying to maintain this, if they, would, if they were ever going to be friends, uh, she would have to demand equal time with him when it comes to giving and taking. 
and that may not be tolerable on his end if there isn't a romantic angle that he's playing because right now he's getting his cake and he's eating eating it too most people talk about that in terms of sex but there is as we've talked about over the life of this show there is an emotionally intimate part that people are that they crave and i think she's filling some of that for him so i my answer to her is, well, yeah, you can pursue it, but I'm guessing once you push it and start making friend-type demands on him that he'll cut you loose because he doesn't want to invest as much energy as you do, and he'll see that as, um, well, he'll see that as less than one way, and I think he's kind of enjoying the one-way nature right now. What say you, James? I don't really know that he's enjoying a whole lot of any of it. I mean, the... Uh... You're never going to have more free time than you do in college. College kids talk about how busy they are, but especially at the undergraduate level, you're not busy. You're just not. You just There's so much free time <laughs> in the day that if he had any desire whatsoever to hang out with her, he would. Not only, not only just to hang out in person, but to text back or anything. I mean, there's a million forms of communication. He's not using any of them to reach out to her. And I'm sure he never has his phone more than six inches from him. I mean, none of us ever do. Uh, so if he, if he wanted this to happen, it would happen. Uh, but it's not so and, and th so he, every few weeks he'll hang out with her it sounds like he's kind of doing it grudgingly it sounds to me like she really she, she says she'd like to be friends but it's more of that's the consolation prize if I can't have you romantically but you know what friends in college don't hang out once every two weeks either I mean that's a place you can see each other all the time uh, and really at that stage it's probably the last stage of your life where it's easy to make friends like I don't think I've made a friend since college I had all the friends I had time for and I was just I just quit and slowly started whittling the list down but that's not the stage where you need to necessarily like arrange things and schedule things and have a what's the state of our friendship sort of conversation because it's not like you're driving five hours to hang out for a weekend i mean these are people who probably bu you know bump into each other walking across the quad so if in all those interactions they're not hanging out casually they're probably not going to be hangout friends and they're not going to be romantic partners i mean i think she knows he's not that into her uh he's not going to give her back what she's putting in so i think she just needs to cut him loose and uh, try to put her time into some other people who maybe will give her that time back. See, I wonder, when you said uh, he's hanging out with her grudgingly, or begrudgingly, I wonder, I don't know that 20-year-old dudes hang out with anyone begrudgingly, because they just wouldn't hang out with them. Like, I, they're, they're animals, basically. They're not <laughs> human beings. Come on. She might have found the one with the soul. But, you never know. Maybe that's why she likes him. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I wonder if he has sort of an interesting backstory that piques her interest as a psychology major. I still, I will stand firm and say he's getting something out of seeing her every couple, three weeks. And it's probably because she's into him and will stroke his ego and listen to him and put him in uh, the spotlight when he's talking. That She hangs on his every word. I only see this, I'm with you 100% on the cut him loose because my fear for her is that she's going to end up with a broken heart with all of this unrequited I, I, unrequited love. She's definitely interested in him romantically and maybe even a little bit professionally, but she's going to end up disappointed. And I think just save yourself that indignity and cut it loose now. When well, you figure she's wasted a lot of mental energy on him already. She, she sure. had this thing going sure. over the summer. Uh, you know, ending each thing with a question to keep the conversation going, and you know, in between there, she was thinking about it. So she's pinned a lot of hopes and uh, on this, and uh, and it just didn't go anywhere, which is disappointing. It's disappointing to put time into anything and to not have it work out. But I mean, that's really where it's at. And I know in college, in particular, I mean, if if the romantic angle failed and they were going to hang out, I noticed that when they meet, they're meeting like one on one. Like I almost in college. 
I almost never had dinner in the cafeteria with anyone. Now, I went to a small college where, um, you know, it was just one cafeteria. But anytime you sat down, it was a table of four or six or eight people all hanging out. We kind of had our groups. And I can count on one hand the number of times where it was just me and one other person. And you notice when they go and hang out, when it's just the two of them, he's not, he's not bringing her in to hang out with her friends. I mean, if they were going to go the friendship route, like, oh, come, you know, come hang out with the, me and the guys or whatever. This is my social group. He's kind of keeping her separate. So an alternate theory is maybe he already has somebody. Maybe he's stringing her along, but he doesn't want to introduce her into his wider social group. She didn't say anything about his friends or anything like that, but the effect is the same. I mean, either way, he's not really letting her into his inner circle. He's not really letting her into his life. Uh, and no. I think I think she understands fully what's going on. She just needs somebody to give her the final nudge and say, yes, you're, you're right. You need to move on. <laughs> Yeah, for several reasons, but just think of it as saving yourself from an eventual letdown. And the letdown is always easier on the front end than once you're deep into. Uh, she's already too deep, but once you're even deeper into it, yeah. The reason you didn't hang out one-on-one, -on -one, if there was a girl that was kind of interested in you, would you have had lunch with her? You know what? It's funny how I met my wife. It, was, <laughs> it wasn't even supposed to be a date. I thought she was into my friend. She showed up, uh, me, me and uh, the, one of the guys <laughs> I met on campus there were just sitting. She came up and said she was going to proofread his paper. And then she's like, oh, are we going to have breakfast tomorrow? And he's like, yeah, okay, we'll have breakfast tomorrow. But me and him had already had made plans to have breakfast tomorrow. I was like, what's going on? He's like, well, tell you what. And I was like, is this a date or what are you two doing? He's like, well, you know, why don't you just show up? And I was like, all right, I'm just going to show up. So I showed up <laughs> and the three of us ended up hanging out the whole day together. It was kind of incredible. We we went and we took my car and we drove around rural Indiana from our small college at a day to kill. We ended up, wow. we stumbled across some World War II reenactors. We like got behind a World War II army jeep full of World War II soldiers and we followed it to the farm and it ended up being a professor from our college having a full reenactment. It was, it was a really cool day. Uh, and it was, you know, I just, I made it a point. I'm not going to hit on this girl. You know, I, I was horrible at it anyway. I'm not a ladies man. I'm the opposite of that. Cause I think, you know, her and my, her and my friend are going to hit it off. So I just completely tried to, uh, to not do anything. And then we hung out more and more. And then finally we dropped the friend and it was just me and her. And that's how I met my wife. But yeah, even then, even after that, me and her very seldom had lunch one-on-one. -on -one. It was almost always with that wider group of friends. But again, we didn't go to a big college. So maybe if you go to a giant campus where you only know one or two people in your cafeteria, maybe it's different. But, but for us, it was definitely always a group thing. Man, you got the best stories. I tell you what, Breakwell, you're a natural storyteller. That was fantastic. I've got I've got like six stories total. We just haven't had enough podcast to run through them all. Someday we're gonna get to the point where I repeat, oh, and that'll and then we'll be out of it. But I think we wrap this one up pretty well. Do you have any closing thoughts? Yeah. No, I think we covered it really well. And uh, more power to her for at least recognizing it before it really gets bad for her. Like if she did something and made a move and then was just embarrassed about it afterwards. Right now, it's all, it's fine. She can just back out and channel her energy into a better direction. Yeah, for the for the question asker or the, the listener, the letter writer, whatever our, our term is here, uh, I think you've got a lot of self-awareness. It was it was a great move to recognize this so early, and I think you, uh, you did the smart thing and saved yourself a lot of trouble in the long term. So if you have a uh, relationship question, uh, dear listener out there, all eight of you, and you'd like to have us solve it, uh, write in to jamesbreakwell at explodingunicorn.com. That's exploding unicorn with the E, and we will do our best to resolve your relationship issue. It doesn't have to be romantic. It can be co-workers, it can be parent-child, whatever it is, just a relationship between two human beings. And we'll take a crack at it. Uh, and this has been 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage. And that's uh, 10 minutes of your life you'll never get back.